The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about onboarding emails for your online course. Now, before we get into that, we've put together a list of the top 10 books we recommend that you read if you want to improve your email marketing. They're not they're not email marketing books, mostly. They're books that will help you improve other skills that will have a massive knock-on effect on your email marketing. It's just one of the resources that you'll find over at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash resources. He got the wrong train home after his 23rd birthday. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he loves shopping for garden furniture, but doesn't have a garden. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. Okay, it's your 23rd birthday. Yeah, so I'd gone to see my parents. I lived in Sheffield and I'd gone to see my parents in York and they dropped me back off at the train station and I'd just got an iPad for my birthday and I was sat fiddling with it on the platform and I didn't notice there were two trains coming into this platform within like a minute of each other. One of them went to where I live. The one before it went to Scarborough. So I jumped on the train to Scarborough and it was like probably an hour before I could get off at the next platform and turn around. At the time, I told my my girlfriend at the time, I told her grand this and she's, oh, Scarborough's a lovely place. I said, yes, it is, but it's not where I live. So we could have just saved you the embarrassment and said for his 23rd birthday, he went to Scarborough. <laughs> <laughs> it's not such an interesting fact, though, is it? Did you, I mean, how long did it take you after you got like, on the train? Was it like, this is the 1022 to Scarborough? And you were like, oh, fuck. Well, actually, I, I, I looked at the guy opposite me at the table and I literally said, did he just say Scarborough? And he said, yes. I thought you were, I thought you were going to say, I looked at the guy opposite me and thought, he doesn't look like he's from Durham. <laughs> <laughs> so looked, in the end, I just... He smells of Scarborough to me. I mentioned it to the train guard and he said, oh, there's a few of you on this train. He said, just jump off at the next station, try to explain it. They'll let you come back and then you can start again. But the next station was like an hour away. Are you kidding? Yeah. 40 minutes, oh, maybe. Oh, no, that's the worst. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, hello. This is the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Yes, every Wednesday. <laughs> Make sure you do hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on a single episode. As you're listening to this, we'd love you to take a little photograph or a screenshot of this episode, post it on social media, and tag us in it at Rob and Kennedy. We love to see what you're listening to, what you're getting value from, which ones you like, and what your big takeaways are. So share them on socials. In fact, uh, here's a lovely review that we received over on Apple Podcasts. So thank you to everybody who's been leaving reviews over there. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you went over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a review. That'd be great. We might read it on the show. Uh, So UK Kids Nutrition said, Crickets to engagement. Love tuning into the show. Rob and Kennedy have helped me transform my email marketing list uh, from so-so to an engaged list who buy my offers. Thank you. And then the little hands together. Thank you emoji. So thank you, UK Kids Nutrition. Thanks for doing that keep those uh, reviews coming in we really really appreciate it and they really help us to spread the word and share more good email marketing stuff for more people so rob we're talking about onboarding emails um i mean what what do we what do we mean by onboarding emails because i think it's one of those phrases that i think people think different things about so we should probably just say this is what the kind of we're talking about yeah and and this is one of the things right when you when you put together a course and you start selling it there is so much to do right you sit down you break everything you've got to do down 
down into like an Asana thing or a Trello board or something. And you look at all the bits of it from planning out and recording the content of your course to getting a sales page put together through having the, the shopping cart all hooked up and having it deliver properly. That actually what happens after somebody buys, like the emails they get, the first thing I think everybody does is just make a quick one that just says, thanks so much for buying it. Here's the thing. <laughs> and then the rest of those emails become so low priority to everything else that you've got to do that I think if we even even having the thought about those emails might not even happen (laughs) you might just think well I've sent one and it tells them how to get access to it and then that's fine they've got the thing they bought now I can move on and so I think these are really really important they do a a few really really important things and basically what we're talking about here is emails that encourage your subscribers to look at and receive the value from the thing that you're actually selling. Because obviously there's two different ways to look at this, aren't there? There's emails that are designed to just make sure they go and look at the thing. So the minute they click the link, you stop talking about it. And then there's the emails that encourage them to see the value of the thing that they've bought. And that's really what we're talking about here. We're talking about emails that will get people to go and read the ebook, to watch the videos. And if they don't, they still understand that it was really, really good. They still understand that it was excellent and that it was it was well worth them buying it. Really good way of thinking about this is sometimes you'll buy a book, right? And when you buy a book in the shops or online, you'll look at it in the shops anyway. You'll look at it, you'll read the back. You might open the little thing and read the bio of the person and you go, oh, that looks good. I've heard about this. I'm going to buy it. And then you go to the shop and you buy it. Or if you order it online, it just arrives on your Kindle or it arrives through the post. And then you open it. And sometimes the first few pages are just testimonials about the book from really high up people or people that you've heard of and you think i've already bought the book why are you giving me testimonials about it well they know you're probably not going to finish the book most people start books and don't finish them but at least by reading all the testimonials you'll have this unconscious thing of oh this is a good book (laughs) and that's what it's about it's it's about looking at what is you know your reputation with that person but let's also look at what happens the moment somebody buys a thing and we're not just talking about when somebody buys a thing by buying we're also going to include when they've just opted in for a thing like sometimes you might want to do onboarding when someone's just opted in for a thing and we'll talk a little bit about how that's sort of related but separate a little bit later but one of the things that happens especially when it's a financial transaction they've purchased your thing is immediately their excitement for buying the thing because they've just been sold on it and they're excited because they've seen all the things they're gonna be able to do that excitement is replaced with buyer's remorse, concern, and worry. And they're concerned about a whole bunch of things. Have I just been scammed? Will the thing actually do what I say it's going to do? Or will I fail again at trying to achieve the outcome? Because I've tried before. A load of reasons for buyer's remorse kick in. So one of the things we definitely want to do through this onboarding email, or series of emails, ideally, if you can, is to replace that remorse with excitement once again reassure them and actually resell them on how it's great so in those first emails you want to be like guess what this is awesome you are like six pages or 12 minutes away from this solution from getting this from what the transformation you're going to see as a result of this thing that moment is not the moment and this is a big mistake 
is not that is not the moment to start telling them how much work it is because that's the moment they're most vulnerable that's the time when we need to be continuing to sell it's when they need to see the testimonials it's when they need to flip open the page of the book and there's the case studies and the transformation descriptions it's the times when you want to be reselling them in those emails on how great this system, this program, this solution, this thing is going to be. So the first thing you want to do is um, is obviously show people how it's good, even if they never look on it, look at it, because uh, like Rob said, that actually in sort of grows your subconscious reputation with that buyer. It reinforces it. And then you want to remove the buyer's remorse. You want to get, let them know this was a great decision. You're closer now. Just by buying it, you are already closer to having the outcome that you want. So that was a great decision. You hurt. You weren't. You weren't ripped off. And also, you didn't make a bad decision. One of the biggest things that, as challenges we have selling anything, is people don't want to look back at their decision they make and go, "Well, that was another shit decision I made." They don't want to have that. You want to make sure that people are reinforced that every time they buy something from you, it was a great decision. Now, the other thing this does is it really helps to build trust in you. It shows them that you want them to succeed because there's too many people in the world who just sell a course and people go and buy the course and they download it. And you, the next thing you hear from them is just another marketing email other than, you know, thanks very much. Here's the thing. And sometimes the the next offer, bearing in mind we use funnels and things with upsells and downsells, sometimes the next offer has been made before they've even got as far as checking that email. There's nothing wrong with that inherently, mm-hmm. but we do have to do something to wrap them in cotton wool a little bit and make them feel protected. And so this uh, onboarding set of emails is really going to show them that you want them to succeed. It wasn't just about getting the money and then you're going to run away and leave them to themselves. I want you to succeed. I've put together all the best content I've got into this course. I've sold it to you and you have bought it. And now I want you to use it and get the end result. So you'll become selfishly, so you'll become a lifelong fan of me, but also so that you'll get the outcome you actually paid for in the first place. Because let's face it, when you sell online courses, it removes a certain amount of the accountability that you have. If you if you pay a plumber to come and fix the plumbing in your house and the plumbing doesn't get fixed, that's entirely on the plumber. If somebody buys a course from you, and they don't get the end result they want. The truth is most of it is on them if they don't implement it, but it's also, it should be on you a little bit to encourage them to do it, to help them to do it, to make them, to, to show that you want them to succeed. And so this really helps to build that trust in you. One of the things that we've really seen a, a lot of great feedback from and a really great uptake on the number of people accessing our programs, people buying the daily email strategy course or getting our lead magnets and actually going and actually using our lead magnets and, of course, joining the league is we will almost always include, and here's just a really cool little tip, we will show them how to access it, but really detailed. So we won't just say, hey, thanks for buying the thing. Here's the URL. Here's the password. Here's your username. Here's the link. Off you go. We want to make it even more than that because we want for people who don't click and access that thing right now, we want them to feel like they've been in there and we want them to feel like they've already got value from it, even if they never do. Because if they never do, we're going to encourage them, but it's still not our fault if they never do, despite our encouragement. Because as far as we're concerned, we're going to do lots. As you see through this episode, we're going to do a lot to encourage people to go and use our stuff. But some people still never will. And we want to protect our reputation around that. So what do we do? It's a really simple thing, but it's so beautiful, is we include an animated GIF 
in the email, actually sitting in the email itself, of where they go when they click into the members area to actually access the course. So, for example, uh, when you go to our, our to get our free lead magnet, uh, if you go to, I think it's emailmarketingheroes.com slash resources, right? When you go there and you opt in for any of those lead magnets on that page, whether it's our four-day flash sale campaign, we've got uh, the book list, we've got, we've got various things and we're always adding to it, right? As soon as somebody opts in for that, you'll have seen that the email you get says, here's your username, here's your password, here's what happens, and here's where you go. But we also have an animated GIF in there which shows a cursor, it shows the actual image of the of, of the a screenshot, screen recording of the members area. Then it shows the cursor clicking up to the resources tab so you know exactly where to go. Because one of the biggest, most frustrating damn things I can tell you as a customer that I, from that end of the things is when you go and log into someone's members area and you're like, where's the thing? Because they've changed the name of the product. The name of the product on the sales page is different to what it is in the members area or the graphics are different or the members area's got a lot of stuff in it. We have a lot of content. We want to make sure that people know exactly what, where to get the thing they asked for because we don't want to let people down at that moment. That's a critical piece of your relationship. They want to know that when they, when they give you their money or they give you their email address that when you say you're going to get this thing, it's not a trouble. It's not difficult to get access to the thing they've just invested in. The next thing you can do with these emails is to really start to highlight the stuff that you think it's important for them to know, right? So you can start to talk about on, uh, you know, this thing is really important and here's why it's important. This thing is really important and here's why it's important. Here's what it'll do for you. In other words, when you sold them the course, you sold them the course, you sold them the benefits of the course, you sold them the transformation that that course is going to get for them. You sold them on all of those things. And you probably talked about some of the elements. You're going to get the workbooks and that's really going to help you to implement this. And that's really important because you want to actually get the results from it and it's going to give you the clarity that you need to do it. So you sort them all of those things. But now that they're in the course, you can be even more granular about it than that. You can talk about the one really important thing that you talk about, some really important one particular lesson, and you can say this is important because, and you can dig into more of that. Now you might not have put that on the sales page because that's part of the content, but now you can talk about why it's important, the outcome it's going to get for them. In other words, you get to sell them it from the inside, whereas before you were selling it from the outside, you were selling about the stuff that you can talk about on the periphery. Now you can talk because this is the one thing that we have as course creators is we have to sell something without giving them the secret. We have to sell the magic trick without the secret, right? You have to tell them what it looks like and what it'll do for them, but you can't give them too much. Otherwise, you'd just be giving them the content. So this is what you get to sell from the inside. And what's really interesting, right, is you will, as the person who's created the program, the course or whatever, you will naturally think certain things are really important. And as someone who's now studying the course, they won't see the same things as being important. And there's things that you really think they sh- they need to know this. This is transformational. This is really going to help them. But they, among all the other stuff that's in your program, they might not see those highlights. Um, for example, Rob and I both read the book Story Worthy, didn't we? Right? Yeah. Remember we did this? Yeah. And there was something, I read it first and then recommended it to you. And there was there was a piece of advice in that which I like really latched onto. And I was like, oh, we've got to do this and this is how you do it and da 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 And then you came to me like weeks later and you said, it's funny that you think that's such an important element of the book. I didn't even really get that from the book whatsoever. Now, it might just be that I'm absolutely crazy and I've connected the wrong dot. But the truth is, each of us, when we watch a film, read a book, study something, we will all latch on to 
a particular thing or a particular bunch of things that we think are important for us right now at that moment. And for each of us, that's going to be different. You can't leave what's important up to the student because, and I'm going to say something controversial, the student is not qualified to decide what's important because if they did if they if they were they wouldn't be the student they would be the teacher and you're the teacher you're the person sharing the information so you're the person who's got to tell them this bit's important and this is why it's important and as soon as you, you can't ever just say in psycho in psychological and in, in copywriting and anytime you're trying to communicate you can't just say hey study this bit it's really important you've got to put a because you've got to tell them why it's important otherwise that's never going to resonate and they're never going to go for it and one of the things that happens here when, when you allow a student to decide what's important for them is that they go for the thing that's shiny and interesting to them, which will be different for everybody, but the thing that's shiny and interesting for them, but n- might not be foundational. Like it, if you're building a house, you might want to figure out how you put, uh, I don't know, how you put the chimney on the top, but that's irrelevant until you figure out the foundations. That's going to be problematic uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't I'd be do that first. Stuff like the kitchen, wouldn't it? I'd be like, oh, the kitchen's going to look like this. Right. And you're like, mate, you're going to dig a massive hole first. Exactly. And, so, and, that's, and that's so important. Otherwise, the house is going to fall down. And so if you yes. allow them to just run off and find the shiny thing without the foundations in place, their house is going to fall down. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, one of the other things I think it's really important with all of the, the onboarding sequences is to make sure that you're setting up an expectation that they should want to learn even more from you. So let's not, let's not forget that one of the things that we have to do through an onboarding sequence is not only serve the customer, but we need to serve our business as well. So we've got a lot of stuff in, in this, uh, the, this conversation we're having now that is about helping the customer get best results and stuff. But it all comes down to the better results you get for that customer the, the more likely they're going to come back to buy more stuff from you and recommend other people. But here's the other thing. In that onboarding sequence, you want to set an expectation that they want to learn from you and they want to learn even more from you. So a simple way of doing that might be to just start talking about the other things they can learn from you. So if they've just bought a, uh, a list building course from us, for example, how to grow your email list, we've got a, a course called your first 5,000 subscribers, first 5K, um, we might start sowing the seeds in the onboarding sequence about the importance of monetizing your list and actually you don't need a massive list uh, to begin with what you need to do is learn to monetize your list with a small list to begin with uh, so you can dial it all in before you have a huge list so you don't embarrass yourself or you don't want to be learning at least in front of a huge audience like that's one of our absolute core beliefs and by by telling that story and talking and reassuring people that's an important lesson but it also sets an expectation that there's more to learn oh actually well how do I monetize my list and that's why they might, they might start looking at our membership the league or they might start looking at the daily email strategy or something like that so that's an example of how you could do it so how can you set the expectations that there's more to learn they haven't got the whole picture because let's be honest no one program no one course gives all the answers and ticks all the boxes for every element of the thing that somebody wants to do now big thing this is not about nagging your customers to go and look at it you don't want to turn no. from really cool fun interesting exciting email marketer who sends them fun stories and interesting stuff up front and then the minute they buy it your emails are all on page 12 of the thing there's a thing about a thing you should go and look at the thing like this is not notifications about how good this thing is instead you want to keep your email marketing going like imagine i've just bought you've just bought a course from us and you receive an email two days later that says wouldn't it be cool if you could get this amazing outcome if every subscriber trusted you more and was more interested and and blah 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 and they're already excited and at that point when they're reading that email they're expecting you to be selling them something else right there the email is so good 
it would sell them a different course if you had one about it. But what it actually then goes on to do is to say, well, actually, at three minutes and 12 seconds into module two of this course, that's what we talk about. In other words, they open an email, they read it, thinking, oh, this sounds amazing, expecting to be sold something. And if you were selling something, they'd bloody well buy it because it's that good. <laughs> But then you just tell them to go and it's it's in the thing you've already got. Go and have a look at it. Now, this is a bit like if you use our daily email strategy from the complete daily email strategy course, you'll be familiar with our frameworks like story, lesson, offer. You tell a story, you make a lesson out of it, and then you, t- you make an offer. This is the perfect place to keep using that. Except to get them to buy the course, it was a story, a lesson, and the offer was go and buy the course. Now, the thing is going to be a story, lesson, and the offer, the call to action, is go and look at three minutes and 12 seconds into module two of this course. We'll teach you an interesting thing. In other words, what happens is if somebody signs up to your list today, they receive emails from you for two or three weeks, and in three weeks' time, they buy your thing. They continue to receive the same style of emails as part of the onboarding experience, but those emails are selling them to go and look at the thing they bought. They're not about um, they're not about buy another thing. Now, of course, separately, you want to be running campaigns and sequences that are selling other stuff, of course, but the purpose of this is to make sure it doesn't feel like a big handbrake turn in the style of your emails. So basically, each of your products, each of your lead magnets, each of those needs its own delivery and onboarding sequence. We actually call it a consumption sequence uh, here. So these are basically separate things. You've got a delivery sequence, and that's like the, here's your thing that you asked for. And then you've got this onboarding, we call it consumption sequence, which has some of these elements that we've been talking about today, which getting people to go and consume it and giving them the confidence to do that and removing that buyer's remorse for all those reasons we talked about. And what's really important to think about is where does all of this fit together? This is a very separate campaign, a very separate automated sequence that each person goes through that is separate from your welcome sequence. So you might be familiar with our getting to know you sequence. I know many of you are, which we teach. It's a very, and that getting to know you sequence, that welcome sequence is just the sequence that your new subscribers go through and they only ever go through it once the very first time they come into your email marketing platform. The delivery sequences and the onboarding sequences, a person goes through each one for each product. And that's why it needs to be separate. You don't want to be welcoming people to your world. Hey, I'm Rob. I'm Kennedy. Every time that somebody comes in your email list, that will be bonkers because they're going to be like, yeah, no, like you're boring. They're going to disengage. They're going to stop reading your emails when they're boring. Instead, they get the, hey, this is who I am. And from your welcome sequence once, but every time they buy a new product, they're getting the encouragement to go and consume and get onboarded and use the product or service that you have brought them into, that they've just purchased. So there's some cracking ideas for you uh, that you can use for your onboarding sequences for your products and stuff like that. I would love to know what you do in your onboarding sequences. Do you have one yet? Are you thinking about putting one together? Have you had one? What have you found really, really works? Do you get replies? Have you had anything surprising or interesting happen in yours? If it's not even interesting, but or unusual, but it's it's like what you're doing right now. I would genuinely love to know what you've got in your onboarding sequences when somebody, what happens as soon as somebody buys your courses and products? Come and let us know. We're going to have a discussion about it over in our Email Marketing Show community Facebook group. Literally, open up Facebook, search for the Email Marketing Show community if you're not already in there, and request to join. Or if you want, open up your Chrome browser or other browser and go to robandkennedy.group. That will forward you over to our group, and let's have a discussion over there about it. Now, let's get into this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What have you got for us? 
Well, I, I sent an email out uh, just the other day, which was it was these words: "Boring for two hours?" Question mark. Now, uh, regardless of what the the content was, I think the reason this worked so so well is because nobody wants to be boring. It takes something that nobody wants to be told they are. So, like smelly, or it could be any like negative thing. Um, I don't know. Um, any anything that's negative, and then. It puts like an amount, anything with like a number in, in a subject line often will get like some, a really good boost in an open rate. And, and the reason for that is around specificity. So numbers work really, really well, but specificity does just as, just as well. So, um, so it could be, it could be smelly on the 1st of July. That would have the same kind of thing because it's got a negative thing then some kind of bridging piece in the middle and then some level of specificity. And then having a question mark on the end makes it much more engaging because anytime you can turn a statement into a question is always going to get people to know, well, am I being boring for two hours? Are you boring for two hours? Would I like to be bored for two hours? Like, it's got a lot of ambiguity and curiosity which often will open will drive open rates so that's this that's this week can't speak that's this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week it was all going so well i think we'll have to start this episode again now you tripped over your words there <laughs> that's what happens when you don't edit a podcast folks um if you've enjoyed this episode now i know you have make sure you take a second to subscribe on your favorite podcast player we are of course on everything apple podcast spotify everywhere else as well go ahead and subscribe and share this on your social media as well we know that you're connected with other small business owners, course creators, membership site owners, and coaches who can use this stuff to sell more in their business. So go ahead and share it. That's all for this week. We'll see you right back here next week on the Email Marketing Show.